Hi, I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Jenny. And this is Rookie Movie Reviews. The movie review podcast where we summarize a movie and then cast aspersions on it (laughs) in our most critical language possible. Jenny, what happened between our last recording and this recording? Um, well, a lot happened. Cabbage started having poops big enough that we can't tell the difference between his and Pugsley's. Yeah, that's... That's fun, because it makes the game harder when you clean your cat litter. Uh, we took a hike. Yes, we did. We went to a local county park and had some lunch and uh, had a great day out there. Mm-hmm. And now I have a ring. Yeah, we got engaged, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yes, that was very fun. So the dynamic duo here on the microphones. No longer just dating, living together, owning cats. Gonna get engaged. Married in a decade. I don't know, whenever this virus is done with. Yeah, whenever we can do it without killing our extended family. Yeah, just wanted to brag real quick. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's good. Uh, I have a lot of boyfriend genes, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do with them now. Just take a Sharpie. <laughs> Sharpie to him. Uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Um, What did we watch this week? We watched a 1936 movie called Modern Times, directed what? by Charlie Chaplin. Sorry, what did we watch it on? We forgot to Oh yeah, we got a brag. fancy new TV, 4K, 65-inch <laughs> Ultra HD type shit. It's too big, and now some of our favorite YouTube channels kind of look bad. Yeah. You told me a fun fact about old film because I thought, dang, this looks really good. This is weird because I I was hoping for a good picture. I was kind of expecting the movie itself to look, you know, old Mm -hmm. or dated. Yeah. So film, the restoration process for that is a little bit easier to bring up to modern par. And then digitized films like The Thing. Stuff from the 70s to 80s, you know, Star Wars even. The restoration process for that isn't as clear cut and you can't really get it up to high quality def. So older movies are often able to look nicer when they digitally restore them. And this movie is one of those. And it's perfectly fine for a movie made in the 70s to not be able to get it up. It's totally natural. (laughs) The modern times movie is one that i was kind of thinking you know i've never seen a charlie chaplin movie wait what what? did you think of this movie i thought it was one of the top 100 movies of all time it was very enjoyable uh i've never seen a chaplin movie i've only seen clips on youtube and gifs of him and stuff and it's like oh he does the crazy stunts and he's the funny guy from the black and white movies in the 20s and 30s and all that and when this movie was on the list, I thought, sweet, a movie that's like 40 minutes. <laughs> It'll be a quick, easy one to watch. This is a feature length, hour and a half. How did they How did they fill this thing, you know? How do you get an hour and a half out of funny little stunts and uh, gifts and well, stuff? Well, there's a story to it still. Yes. Oh, well, that, that's my Sorry. point. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know if anyone else listening, such as... Teresa! Teresa. Shout out, Teresa! Shout out to my sister. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> but there is a plot here. 
Do you want to talk about the plot? Should we get into that mess? Yeah, we can get into the plot. So this movie begins with, uh, I don't know what they make, some kind of factory. Just your assembly line. Yeah, it's just an assembly line. I don't know if Charlie Chaplin ever gets a name. I've only yeah, I only saw it in the because he he's his character is the tramp, you know, so oh, he yeah. plays that character in many movies, and he's never explicitly called that in the movie, but everyone's like, oh, I love Chaplin, he's the tramp. Okay, I thought this was gonna be a talkie because it opens on some office man, and then he talks over an intercom to this. <laughs> I guess muscly for the 30s. I, not to say, like, I'm not trying to talk down on this guy. Yeah, he's, he's certainly, swole. yes. <laughs> I just know that if this movie was made today, which it never would be, the guy would be Terminator ripped. Can we talk about Doom real quick? Y- yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> yeah, we watched Doom. The I think it's from... 20, 2009 or something. Yeah, that's not a top 100. No, it's bad. But it's got The Rock in it. And it was really weird to watch because there's a scene that is very much look at this man's muscular body. He's a Marine. He's getting ready to go into the fight. And you're like, fuck yeah, that's The Rock. And it was very jarring to me to see that scene because he's muscular in the movie. And the movie wants you to think that guy's ripped. But when you compare him to today, he looks like a just a monster human today he makes the doom movie rock look very weak in like comparison the pebble <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh the shout out of this strangely shirtless man's physique uh made made me think of doom and then the first 40 minutes of doom annihilation which is an unrelated sequel released in 2019, actually, that we It's quit. unrelated? Yeah, it's not a sequel. It's like uh, they're doing it again. Oh, like Hellboy. Yeah. I've never seen the new Hellboy. Yeah, who? David Harbour. Thank you, David Harbour. I didn't hear good things about that Hellboy. I heard astonishingly bad things, actually. <sighs> People fucking hated that movie. Yeah, that's too bad. The original was really, really good. With Rob. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Thank you. Uh, Those were good movies. Yeah. You know what else is a good movie? Modern Times. Back to this. <laughs> it's in an office. and Office. It's a factory. Metal office. It's, suppo- it's a metal office. It's supposed to show the monotony of what they do. There's a gag where the tramp is tightening bolts. And it's on an assembly line. So his job is tightening bolts. Next guy hammers a bolt. Guy after him hammers the other bolt. So it seems like the tramp has the lion's share of work in this assembly line. Because getting wrenches onto bolts and tightening them. It (laughs) seems to require a lot of hand-eye coordination. Yeah. uh, Which he proves to have in spades later on. But (laughs) Yeah, it's played as a gag. He, He stops to like yawn and stuff and then he has to catch up. So the other assembly line workers are pissed with him. To screw up, and then he also goes off for a cigarette break and takes too long, but it's only one puff. And then he leaves the cigarette burning in the bathroom floor. Yeah, I did like the ideas that this movie had about future factories. In that, I don't know, you you can always see the stamps of the time when people are trying to think of 
what the future is, obviously. Like with Star Wars in the 70s and, you know, how people look in those movies. And then this movie posits that in the future, we will have massive television screens that function as cameras so you can see into every room in your factory and speak. I completely took for granted that they didn't have that technology in the 30s. Yeah, yeah like they have Zoom in this movie um, as a far off future thing, but they still use manual labor to twist bolts and stuff like they could, that Charlie Chaplin could envision telecommunication and teleconferencing and two-way audio, but not a robot twisting bolts, you know, just that was one bridge too far. <laughs> Served for the gags, though. You know, yeah, maybe jokes. that's why he kept him in. Maybe his crystal ball revealed all truths, and he only selected some. You would think his crystal ball would tell him about Hitler's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he was a fan. <laughs> oh, boy. He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Got a cool stash out of the time. Uh, so after he has a few gags where he falls behind on the line... The boss man wants to cut out lunches, and some salesman brings in an automatic lunch feeding machine. This is a pretty popular clip or gag where Chaplin the Tramp is strapped into a food machine, getting food, you know, forced into his face by robots and automatons, and it's just a big mess. What I did not realize was how aggressive the food machine guy like i know it said oh it got mess on his face that's funny but this machine beats the hell out of him <laughs> and you said when we were watching this uh i forgot how much i just love slapstick which is so true for this movie because it really ages well it's funny to see a guy get hit regardless of <laughs> if it's the 30s or the 2020s you know or the 3000s and it's ouch my balls <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dak Shepard. Great delivery on that line. Idiocracy is an underrated movie. Yeah. yeah. Snubbed. Snubbed at the Oscars. No. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Wilson turned in a performance of a career. Hot takes of rookie movie reviews. Doc Brown's the villain. <laughs> Toy Story sucks. Idiocracy deserved its Oscar. Yeah. Just realize, like, it could have been a career best performance for Luke Wilson, and he just has shitty movies. <laughs> Can't even think of a different Luke Wilson movie right now. Vacancy. Oh, yeah. That's pretty bad, too. Yeah, but... Horror yeah. movies tend to be. But fun. Yeah. Fun, fun, bad. That's a good, bad horror movie. I would recommend Vacancy. it, if you haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. It's not that scary. It's not, it's not there, scary. It's got some intense, you know, human-on-human violence. and say the videotapes are disturbing. True. But not yeah, as disturbing as, like, sinister. Oh, man. Okay, back to modern times. Yes. He gets force-fed, which causes a nervous breakdown, and he runs around the factory. There's this cool scene where you see him shifting between the gears of the machine that... Oh, yeah, when he's fed into the machine. Yeah, he gets yeah. fed in. Do you think he shrank down? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Some Ant Man tech. Yeah. Makes sense. Back, yeah, that's probably what they're trying to show. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Chaplin is like, we have to tell the people of the future that we have this, but the CIA will come for us if they know. We have to put it into a movie sneakily. And everyone just thought, haha, big gears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he has a nervous breakdown, and one of the gags is the way he's screwing the bolts. He moves his arms in, like, like a chicken flap. Like, you know, I don't want to be a chicken, I don't want to be a duck. Bop, 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 bop. That's how he moves his arms. Yeah, the bop, bop, bop part. <laughs> he tightens all bolts that he sees, including the buttons on the back of the secretary. I can say secretary because it's the 1930s. But the administrative assistant skirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's... <laughs> it's, it's awful. It's awful because it's a sexual harassment joke. But in his nervous breakdown, he's tightening everything that looks bolt-like. And he chases the administrative assistant a little bit. And then when she gets away, coming down the street is a woman with a big jacket... Uh, she's well bosomed, and she has two buttons that look vaguely <laughs> bolt shaped. <laughs> this is horrible. And, um, Charlie sees her, and he's got the wrenches in hand, and he goes for the kill. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. He looks, he looks very lascivious, even when he's not chasing women. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin is a. A funny looking fellow. He looks creepy. He looks a little creepy. <laughs> so and he's this pretty small guy. So he's just <laughs> so bad. He's just he's just chasing this woman down the street, waving wrenches in the air. <laughs> just going for those nipple buttons. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, but it shouldn't be. Thankfully, the woman finds a police officer before Charlie gets her. What? Yeah. One thing that cracks me up so much about the scene is a shot that you see where she's running towards the camera running away from charlie chaplin and he's in the background chasing her with his wrenches held akimbo and (laughs) just trying to get after her and he's like hunched in you know triple threat position chasing her but he's like blurred out in the background (laughs) so it's just this clear footage of a woman running terrified for her life it's and Charlie Chaplin in the background threateningly blurred. It looks like a almost a borderline cursed image uh, type thing. Oh, man. It's a really good scene. So he gets arrested. Um, Obviously. Well, not arrested. He gets sent to the hospital for having a mental breakdown. Right. Well. After spraying a bunch of people with oil and. Uh, so on. He he basically destroys the factory and um, gets taken away by a cop and a doctor. I think, yeah, times have changed so much. He probably would have gotten shot if it was 2020. <laughs> it's crazy that a respondent to the scene is a medical officer. Yeah, what, what year is this? Liberal <laughs> hell 2021. Well, that's, that's the real future. That's what Charlie saw in his crystal ball. Right. Yes, hopefully. But... Uh, he gets brought, and then we there are title cards, you know, like you might expect from a silent film. Uh, every now and then they put dialogue on a card or a transition sequence. And this one says that Charlie is released from the hospital after his mental breakdown. And they call it a mental breakdown or a nervous breakdown. Ner- yeah. And he is now jobless and unemployed because it's in the 30s. He's one of the unemployed. Yeah, yeah. It's the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this or is, is oh. it is it the future <laughs> <laughs> or is it the 20s of the 2000s uh, time it's will very tell. accurate yeah well we live right by a tent city yeah really sad that um i don't know i think one of the reasons if you google this it's rated 100 percent 
on Rotten Tomatoes. Mo- people, Modern Times is? Yeah. Oh. People love it. And I think it's because it has, like, there's obviously jokes that have not aged well, like chasing women to tweak their buttons. But it's aged well in all the wrong ways. Yeah, it's still funny to watch, but <laughs> in the horrible. back of your head, you're like, oh, shit, no. I shouldn't be laughing. But uh, it has aged well. And one of the things that's so funny that the visual gags are so good. This next one, after he's released, he's looking for a job and a truck drops a flag, a warning flag off the back of its um, its load. And he lifts it up to try and bring it back to the truck. And while he's waving this flag, like, hey, you dropped your flag, a crowd of uh, communist protesters come behind him and he has no idea. And they have signs like Liberty, Libertad, up, up with the proletariat or whatever. The cops come and bust them all up and... Charlie Chaplin doesn't know what's happening, so he is arrested for as leading the ringleader, yeah. as the ringleader of the communist revolution, and we we see him go to jail, which is ridiculous, uh, ridiculous turn of events. But watching yeah. it unfold is why so would funny. you jail a protester? That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> He's among us. He's among us today. Yeah. He, maybe his crystal ball was very blurry. You know all those Reddit posts and stuff where it's an old photo of World War II or something and someone happened to capture, you know, an allied soldier holding something in their hand and everyone's like, oh, proof of time travel. They're holding a smartphone. Look. Yeah. And it's just they're holding something square and looking at it. Maybe. There's some real? truth to those. <laughs> okay um so i'm just gonna give this back (laughs) yeah i waited on all the conspiracy theories until you said yes (laughs) time travel is real charlie chaplin is among us (laughs) maybe reincarnation is real we are now in prison whoa not us not you and i oh charlie chaplin in the movies in prison (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> too soft for prison yeah me too so he's in prison and we get a scene where he eats a meal and his prison mate is trying to smuggle in coke and he accidentally eats a bunch of cocaine and snorts it and he starts acting like he's high on cocaine in this movie and then they go back to their cells and since he's high on cocaine he just walks out the door and while he walks out the door, everyone gets locked up, and a prison escape attempt occurs where some inmates who did not go into their cells defeat the cops that are trying to put them in their cells. Because they have a gun. Yes. So then Charlie uh, hits them all in the face with a metal door mm-hmm. and avoids bullets because the prisoners are bad shots, I guess. high on coke. He is high on coke. He's become something other than human. And he frees the cops from their imprisonment. Boo! (laughs) Boo! Boo! Fuck cops. So then... Except, you know, like the helpful ones. Officer Friendly. Yeah, thank you, Officer Friendly. Unless he ever planted coke on a dare student. (laughs) Just to to prove a point. So then he gets um, basically pardoned for being a communist leader. He's, he's freed by the warden yeah, because for he helped. beating up some prisoners. Which, I mean, good. Otherwise, the prisoners probably would have killed him. Yeah. And he is also, he also does not want to leave prison. This is something else that aged poorly. And part of me thinks, 
did this age poorly or was this a joke at the time because charlie's like i like it here like he's got a really good life in prison and everyone's like oh prison is hell they don't care about prisoners and they don't care about reform it's just you know a mess in there it's horrible I think it's the it's the depression and he gets three square meals. Three hots and a cot. Three hots and a cot. And a pretty kicking Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, they put prisoners in denim that would cost hundreds today. Meanwhile, while we're seeing all this prison stuff, we're also meeting the gamin. Uh Gamin. Uh, vagrant. Vagrant woman. So we meet the vagrant woman. And she is stealing bananas from a ship. <laughs> I don't know why that popped me. That's exactly what she's doing. Yeah. She's, there's a huge barrel of bananas and she's cutting them loose and throwing them to children on the docks. And grinning a wicked smile. Yeah. <laughs> she looks she looks uh, like she's enjoying it in a malicious way. Uh, ridiculous. I mean, you know, fuck the man. And his bananas. Yeah. So the boat owner, the cargo man, comes up and he chases off the kids and... What? What? <laughs> I don't know the word, but <laughs> boat owner, cargo man. <laughs> tell me just, I'm wrong. I, I can't tell you you're wrong. I can just tell you that boat owner, cargo man. It's very funny. It's not a profession. <laughs> Could be if you want to become one. He chases her off. She gets some bananas. And we get to see her very victoriously eat a banana while mocking him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your summary is just popping me, but it's, it's exactly what happens. But out of context of the movie, it sounds ridiculous. It's just a big banana obsession. Are those... what? What is obsessed with bananas? Are those rabbits? No, minions. Minions. Banana. Now that, now that you mention that... It's a ripoff of Rabbids. Rayman versus the Raving Rabbids came out before Despicable Me. Yeah, you're not wrong. This goes all the way to the top. So she goes home, and she has two little sisters, and they're all motherless. But their dad is one of the unemployed. (laughs) But they still have some ramshackle shack? Ramshackle... proud of that okay she gives them all bananas they all celebrate she sits on her papa's lap much like an ivanka might <laughs> and it's a happy time mm-hmm. they're poor but they're a happy little family mm-hmm. cut back to charlie he's kind of roaming around the tramp he's roaming around kind of looking for work with his letter from the sheriff or the warden and he ends up at a dock and he's a fuck up immediately He's there for maybe 10 minutes before he accidentally unwedges a ship build. Which, if your ship is wedged by one wedge, I feel like that's an OSHA violation, and that's your fault anyway. (laughs) But he loosens the boat into the water, and he sees it happen, and he just just puts his coat back on and leaves. All the dock workers are staring at him incredulously because he caused how many hundreds of dollars worth of damage. And he's just... See ya. Leaves. Also, what really cracked me up was the delivery of him realizing what he's done. Because he's standing in front of uh, uh, filmed footage, you know, of the ship. 
going back into the water half finished and sinking and he's just staring at it go in for a really long time him staring there incredulously at the ship as it sinks beneath the waves is really funny this scene also does not have any significance at all you know to no. the plot he just it's shows up destroys the ship and leaves gags gags uh after this he is again looking for work because he obviously is no longer employed at the shipyard. And he can't get sent back to jail yet. Yet, though he wants to. He wants to so bad. He runs into the, uh, oh, the woman's father that we met, the banana thief, gets killed in a riot of some kind or some altercation. It just has the title card, things are unwell with the unemployed. And then we see people fight and there's a gunshot and he's lying dead and she's like, that's my dad. And then she goes back to her home and she's, you know, grieving the loss of her dad and some cops show up and take her sisters away. And she sneaks off as her sisters are taken away to foster care. Assumedly. This is... Maybe they just ate little girls back then. I'm just realizing now you do not hear about these sisters ever again. Yeah. She doesn't get a job and try and find them. (laughs) She doesn't seek them, ask Charlie to help her find them. They just get taken away by police after the dad dies, and she gets away, and that is that. The sisters are gone. Spoiler alert. Yes. So, they run into one another, the tramp and the gamine, or the... What what term should we use? Um, The woman? She doesn't have a name. Call her Nancy. Nancy. So, Nancy and the tramp meet up because she steals some bread. Oh, shit. Lady. She's Lady. So Lady meets the tramp. She tries to steal some bread. She gets caught. Charlie takes a heat because he wants to go back to prison. But the witness of her, the lady stealing the bread will not let that slide. Typical Karen. Oof. Stinging. And she sets, she sicks the cops on the lady and they both end up in the same police car, which crashes and they escape. So another little jail escape here. I wonder if this is just a joke in this movie or if Chaplin is getting arrested all the time in all of his movies. I guess we'll find out when we have to watch... The Kid. Thank you. We do see a very weird dream sequence here, <laughs> which came out of left field because it's presented as they run off from escaping the cops. Yeah, they sit then, in front of a house. Yeah, they're in someone's front yard. Yeah, just the little... City-owned section of yard right in front of it. They've known each other for 20 minutes. And he says, what if we had a house? And then he fantasizes about her being a housewife and him getting home from work. And they just eat a steak every day. And a cow comes to the door. And he milks the cow at the door. That steak looked overdone as shit. Yeah, I agree. It was a bad looking steak. And it was very fatty. She had it cut into a lot, so she probably overcooked it. Maybe that's what steak was back then. Maybe they you just had to overcook it. Yeah, maybe they didn't have the idea of, hey, medium rare is pretty good. That wasn't in his crystal ball? No. Charlie Chaplin had very limited view into the future, and he had to pick and choose. Also, that milk would be warm straight from the tit. Yeah, and probably the have teat. stuff in it. Yeah. You know? Hair? Hay? Yeah, like cow nipple hair. Dirt. Do human babies have that same issue, I wonder? Just getting hair all the time? Yeah. Some do, I bet. (laughs) 
dirty nips. I want to change the direction of oh, this okay, conversation. <laughs> Pugsley, um, no, Cabbage is always, he wants that life too, but from our very soft pillows. <laughs> he looks for the nip. He wishes to suckle. He needs it in full strength, bites the corner. <laughs> Okay, now we can move on, now that I've told everyone about our weird kitten. So they have a little daydream session, and rather than being horrified... (laughs) If she knew he did that stunt with the wrenches... Yeah, she'd be gone. (laughs) Uh, The lady is very into the idea. I mean, she wants a house. Yes. And her papa is gone, and being a woman alone in the 1930s, someone must provide. Somebody. Which is fine, because she ends up being the provider. Yeah. Later on. What the fuck? This part of the movie gets fuzzy for me. Uh, He tries to work for a mechanic. That No, the department store. Oh, gets hired there as a night guard. And then he feeds uh the lady. And his old co-worker is one of the people that's trying to rob the store. And he gets drunk on rum. And he doesn't stop them. Yeah, they after they find out they know each other, they all just get hammered together. And the lady goes to sleep upstairs. And then when she wakes up and realizes it's too late in the day and they're about to open, she just dips. Doesn't look for him at all. Yeah, and he gets caught in... So I don't know how department stores used to work, but there's a pile of fabric. And a woman decides she likes this white piece of fabric. And it's his shirt. And he's under a bunch of... Skeins. <laughs> and uh, the attendant didn't think, this is disorderly. <laughs> this isn't how I sold it yesterday. <laughs> the night shift really fucked up. They didn't do any straightening. <laughs> Man, I hate the closers. It's fucking me. Uh, so Lady, actually, uh, her name is Ellen. That's her character's name? Character's name is Ellen. Okay. And... You're right about the the mechanic coming after finding that house. And Okay, so he gets arrested and then gets freed from prison. No shenanigans in prison. And then they're in the house. She has found a house for them to abide in. Yeah. Was it just abandoned? Is it just a thing she found and kept? It, she a squatter? It did give the impression that it was thrown together pallets, pretty much. But also had windows but also it was in the middle of what looked like an active airfield you know like there was maybe it was a bomb test site maybe yeah but it's just a ramshackle hut one thing i like shack oh i probably heard you say that word and then thought i like that word and internalized it and just brought it back out now shack shack ram ram shack shack oh oh ramshackle (laughs) <laughs> Between the lions. <laughs> what was kind of funny to me was that in reality, looking at this relationship, you know, two people unemployed trying to scratch out a life together. Does he have a fast car? Is it fast enough so they can fly away? They would I would the implication here based on the home fantasy is that he is in love with her and her not being horrified by that fantasy. Is that she's okay with that? So I got the view that it was trying to put together like, I don't know, these people are in love or 
because of the 1936 sensibilities, very good friends. Uh, you know? Did you get that vibe at all? I thought they were, Well, I'm very heteronormative. I assumed it was a love story. Me too. Me too. And the reason I bring it up is because that makes it funny that the movie's like, we're telling a love story. But it's the 30s, so he's going to be a gentleman and sleep and get dressed in this little chicken hut attached to the shack. And she can sleep in the main hut. Yeah. And he will knock before entering and everything. <laughs> it's like, aha, okay. Exactly. They they slept in separate rooms because they were God-fearing. But he goes off to work for this mechanic now. And this is more horrifying than the initial factory sequence. Mm-hmm. There's potential for death abound all over this factory. Nightmare. I think that's true about any factory. I think that's why workers' rights are a thing. Do you have anything about the factory that you wanted to call out or anything? Basically, he's an apprentice. I'm stealing your call out. There's this hydraulic press that the main mechanic puts his head in. And Charlie, being the fuck up, accidentally closes it on his head. And you made a good point. Was that a real press? Yeah, did he just have to wait until he felt it on the back of his head and then pull out like, What are you doing, Charlie? Obviously, it wouldn't have been, like, killing him pressure. But it was a a big... The prop was real, it seemed. Well, part of me thinks maybe it was killing him pressure. You know? Just to get get the gag. Because this is the same guy who rode on the front of a train and threw a railroad tie at a different railroad tie in front of the train to get it out of the way of the train. You know? Have you seen that clip where... Yeah. And uh, I have to imagine that you know, up to a certain point, they're like, you can dodge. It's not even going fast. Just move your head. Which reminds me of, in the department store, the roller skating oh, stunt. Yeah. Which looks horrifying because he's skating blindfolded near a open cliff, pretty much. An open balcony, but it's actually painted to look like a, like an open balcony when it's pretty much just a flat floor right there. But still, freaky stunt. I know it gave you sweaty palms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Even though it was fake. It's like, oh, jeez. The thought. Movie magic, you know? Movie magic. It it elicits real emotion. So he fucks up with the mechanic and he gets fired, obviously. Yes. And then he goes goes back to the shack. He gets arrested. Because he steps on a shovel with a brick on it and flings it. Because everyone was going on strike, so the cops were there. And then it looks like he threw a brick at a cop. Gets arrested. And while he's arrested, uh, Ellen (laughs) Ellen. gets a job at a cafe dancing. Because she's just dancing in the street for fun in front of a cafe. And the cafe owner is like, she's a good dancer. She'll work at the cafe because we provide dancing entertainment. Obviously. uh, Yeah. So she gets a gig dancing. Everyone loves her. And after the tramp gets out of prison, she gets him a gig by lying and saying, oh, he can wait tables, he can sing, and he gets put on trial to to do that. Not not trial related to all of his arrests, but trial related to uh, him wanting to be a waiter and wait yeah. tables. And is he good at being a waiter? 
No. Well, he's a bad he's waiter. He's wackily bad. It's a fun time. <laughs> there is a man waiting for his roasted duck for a full hour. Yes. And apparently that's a long time to wait for a full roasted duck. Yeah. But I want the duck that you had prepped ahead of time. And they're just going to bring me uh, reheated, you know? No, thank you. If I want duck, I'm calling ahead. I'm going to wait. It is crazy that he's getting a full duck. Yeah, one man. We got a duck recently. Yeah, and we ate it uh, over the course of a couple days. He goes back into the kitchen to get the duck, but he goes in the wrong door. And he accidentally knocks over a man and a bunch of food. <laughs> I love slapstick. It's so <laughs> awful. And then he <laughs> then he walks off and he waits for somebody else to come in. <laughs> and they get in a fight. Him, the man who came in and the one who got knocked over. And Charlie sneaks through. And he picks up the... Well, he goes to the chef and he's like, can I get that duck now? Which, and the it was front just ready. of the house <laughs> has no control over when the back of the house has your food done. I mean, I get it if it's sitting in the window and you can see it in the window and you see it cooling or whatever. Then be mad. But, come on. Be cool. Be cool. It's hard out there. But, he, in the end, it was his fault. He comes out with the duck. And... Some football players <laughs> or something. It's the local local squad. Maybe it was even rugby. They they accost him and they steal the duck and play football with it. And the man can obviously see that from his table. <laughs> like, uh, can I get a new duck? But no, he fucking he wants that duck. It's like quit fooling around and give me that thing. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't eat that duck. <laughs> Next up, a dance scene. <laughs> and Charlie is caught betwixt the middle. Can't get out. He's trying to keep that duck above all the heads because he knows if somebody gets their clutches on that thing, they're going long. <laughs> <laughs> mistakes have been established but he's raised the duck so high it's duck hole gets caught on the light fixture <laughs> don't ever say that <laughs> so you're saying about the duck hole like, get it, <laughs> it gets stuck on a light fixture in the dance hall and he comes to the table and he drops off the plate and he looks under the bread for the duck that bread didn't look wet at all. That must be a dry duck. Yeah. I wouldn't want that duck. Yuck. Yuck duck. And his general manager, I guess, comes over. <laughs> his boss. His boss <laughs> comes over and he's like, what the fuck? Where's the duck? They both see it on the light fixture. And they're like, obviously, we bring that duck here. Yeah. Actually, I think that was the regional director of restaurant services for that particular branch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yoink it off at skewer and just say, "Here you go, sir." And he's that like, "Fuck, finally!" Probably dusty as hell. Yeah, disgusting. It's probably a prop duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> you mean the man didn't actually eat the duck? <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> uh, uh, the hero of our story, the tramp. Uh, job done. At some point, he gets sent careening into the table, and he destroys this man's entire night. 
Like he hasn't already. Yeah, and everybody laughs. Ha ha ha. He fell off the table, destroying it. Shattered glass everywhere. Yeah. He goes into the back room to say, oh, I did it. Like he's celebrating with Ellen. Yeah. Saying it's going great out there. And then the manager comes in and he's like, it's time for you to sing. And Charlie Chaplin's like, I can't sing. I don't know. And Ellen says, yes, you can. Get out there and do it. And he has a lyric page. Yes. He has a lyric page. He goes out. He trips and drops his lyric page. And then the band is playing. He's kind of stalling. And eventually the crowd jeers him enough to get him to sing. And he sings a song, which I googled it. It is a nonsense song. He makes up words. But it's all put to audio. It's his voice. He's singing. And everyone loves it. They laugh and it's a silly little song. And then he heads back inside. Then, just to talk about the song real quick. I was looking it up and it must have been quite a fun fact or a really exciting time for people going to see this movie because apparently up to this point the tramp had been a character for a couple decades and everyone loved Charlie Chaplin like modern times is not the breakout role for this guy it is a hugely anticipated movie and he has never had his voice put to audio until this song even in this movie he doesn't speak so everyone's like coming to see this and the character says you can sing and i bet when the character says oh i bet you could sing everyone in the audience must have been like what is he like there's sound in this movie we've already heard sound is he gonna sing must have been crazy uh and then he does sing and this website i was reading which i forget what it was some blog basically said uh it's really touching because he was so popular internationally that uh, everyone loved the movies and his visual gags and he's really great with comedy and it brought everyone together and it was universal and then his voice has to be put to audio and it's like oh if he sings in an american english language that would be exclusionary uh, or people would hear it and be like oh that's cool but i don't know what he's saying so instead he made up this nonsense song that was also universal and everyone could be like ha 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 funny song so pretty cool thank you blog for describing that <laughs> Wish, uh, wish you could cite it and then we could tweet at them, but it's okay. I can probably, I'll try and find it. No worries. Thank you, blog. After this is when uh, they're trying to get out of the restaurant and the cops show up and arrest Ellen because she's an escaped child. Child. <laughs> um, Charlie Chaplin's like 50. Yeah, they refer to her as a juvenile. Yeah. Um, creepy. So she's an escaped child. She gets arrested. And... I don't know how they escape this time, but they end up on the side of a road. Yeah, they they flee. They get out. They flee. Uh, they end up on the side of a road and uh, are just sitting there. She despairs for like 10 seconds and says, what's the point? We have no job, no money. Charlie Chaplin says, oh, just smile. And she says, okay. And then they walk off into the sunset and it's the end. Yeah, ah. cute. The ending actually kind of made me mad because it's like, hey, your life sucks. Uh, the economy is in shambles. There's no fault of your own. You lost your job. Uh, everything is horrible, but deal with it. And it's like, okay, I don't know. It, it's a good message to stay positive. But at the same time, it's like, you guys should not be this fucking happy. Okay, it is the Great Depression. You're getting screwed by your overlords. Well, 
the only people who could afford to go see movies in the 1930s were the overlords. That's true. That's true. What were your thoughts? How'd you feel about the movie? I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Which makes sense, because it's the top 100. I am excited to watch The Kid, uh, because I like slapstick. I hope I laugh as much during The Kid as I did at this movie. It's genuinely silly. It's so cartoonish. Just good gags all about. Impressive stunt work. Um, The age difference is whatever. They don't kiss or anything. It's not that freaky. Yeah. And she's clearly like an adult woman. Yeah. In the movie, so. Whatever. She can consent. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, the actress is an adult woman. So in the context of the movie, the only reason you have to believe she's a child is because they say juvenile on her arrest warrant. But, yeah. Biggest biggest dislikes? People's knees? Yeah, cover up your knees if you're going to be walking around. <laughs> um, I don't like that it was silent. <laughs> no. <laughs> you would have wished it was all the like semi-blasting audio that they're like desperately trying to capture on these old cameras. <laughs> it's like, speed up number one! And they're like, that's the best we got. I don't know. That's... We're scratching shit into wax over here. This is all we can do. <laughs> Can't restore the wax. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Um, Your likes, your dislikes? Uh, I agree with your likes. It was really funny. Uh, it got some really hard laughs out of me. Um, my dislikes... There's a couple things that... I don't know, they were funny, but they just felt like they were put into make it longer like part like this is something weird to me not related to my feelings about the movie this movie kind of establishes that from the 1930s until 1992 everyone was like yeah movies are an hour and a half long and then after 92 everyone says oh two hours is now the average runtime and now all these movies are coming out that are the the big oscar baden it they're all three hours and stuff we have a whole bunch of movies ahead of us that are three three and a half hours yeah we actually picked this movie because it was only an hour and a half yeah so for tonight it's still it's like one of the top 100 you go 70 years just saying an hour and a half and then bust out the two to two and a half hour average runtime after that anyhow dislikes some of the scenes are just tacked on to seemingly pad the runtime like the whole shipyard scene. There's a funny moment in it, but it was also completely plot irrelevant. The dance joke at the end went on for what felt like five minutes when it could have just been one gag, but he just keeps getting pulled away again and again. And, uh, I don't know, the story isn't riveting. Yeah. He he does get arrested a humorous amount of times. Uh, also, I feel like this isn't one that I would want to rewatch anytime, like personally. Yeah. But if someone has never seen it and really wanted to watch it, I'd say, oh, I'd watch it with you. Like if we were visiting my mom or something, and for some reason she wanted to watch Modern Times, I'd say, okay. Emphatic head no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, is entertaining enough that I could sit through it. 
uh, again in a few months. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe a few months. Yeah, I'm not talking like tonight. You know. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Yeah. You want to rate it on three? Sure. One, two, three, seven. Eight. Oh. <laughs> seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. Um, I was actually thinking eight earlier. Oh, okay. I'll go up to eight. Yeah. I'll meet you at eight. Hey, welcome to eight. Thank you. What's the, what are the specials? Roasted duck. <laughs> Uh, duck holes. Duck holes. <laughs> Glazed duck holes. Just cut the skin from around <laughs> and deep fry it so it's like a crispy onion ring of uh, duck skin. If you didn't know it was the asshole specifically, it'd be pretty good. Chewy. So uh, let me let me recite some of these. At RMR oh. underscore podcast. You had such a look of determination. Needs a knee. At RMR underscore podcast. At Rookie Movie Reviews on Instagram. Rookie Movie Review at gmail.com. Rookie Movie Reviews on Facebook.com. Follow us on all of those. Yeah, or don't. <laughs> Do it. Fight us. Yeah. Eight out of ten. Way um, better than Toy Story. Someday, <laughs> someday we will figure out outro songs. Until then. Da, 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 da,